Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Now here's another indicator of whether you're operating in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. If you say, I don't have time to pray, you've gone dark. If you say, you know what, I'm too tired to pray. I'm too tired to get with God. You've gone dark. If you say, I don't have enough money to give to the church, to give to God, you've gone dark. The enemy's after your money, your time, and after your energy. And if we say, I don't have it to give to God, then there's only one other place that you've given it to already. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, I want to welcome all of you here this morning. I want to welcome also our online community that are gathering from all around the world. Thank you guys so much for your faithful listening and, and viewing. Thank you so much. You are a part of this service, and we thank you for being with us today. Amen. All right. Well, as you know, we're in a series started on last week uh, entitled Discovering the Kingdom, or rather Rediscovering the Kingdom. We are rediscovering the kingdom of God. So this is actually part two uh, in that series. So if you weren't around to hear part one, you can go online and you can hear it. You can catch it on our podcast and uh, just catch the whole thing and make sure that you catch up. Today, we're going to go ahead and, and really just take up where we last uh, left off on the Holy Scripture. And we're going to start with some declarations. It's the same thing we stopped off on last week. Say with me, no more toil. No more struggle. I receive the kingdom of God. Remember, as we said last week, that the toiling and the struggling system uh, that's in the world, that's a part of the fall of man. That's not a part of kingdom life. It's not a part of kingdom life. It's not a part of kingdom living. Now, faith is the currency. Please hear this. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. But worry is the currency for the kingdom of darkness. You hear me? Faith is the currency of the, for the kingdom of God. But worry is the currency of the kingdom of darkness. That's how it operates. Now, to show you this, I'm going to ask for uh, Minister Todd to come on up, and he's going to bring up my board, and I'm going to draw you a picture. I know how you love my artwork. And uh, he's going to bring that up here, and I'm going to just draw a very simple drawing. All right, very simple drawing. I think it's, yeah, is that good? Yeah. And, all right. Please forgive me in advance. Sorry, people that are listening by podcasts about that noise. I'm trying to get the mark top off. Here is you. I said, forgive me in advance. You heard me say that on my community. Here is you. 
Here is what you want. Okay, I don't know what you want. That represents what you want. Can we say that? All right. It may not look like this. I hope it doesn't look like that. But, all right. There is a gap between you and it. There is a gap. All right. Now, you can fill this gap in with one or two things. You can fill this gap in with, as we said before, faith. Faith. Or you can fill this gap in with, how about this, with fear. You can fill the gap in with uh, faith or frustration. You can fill this gap in with wonder, wonder, or worry. All of this is between you and the thing that you're hoping for. There is a certain point where we can do something. We do the best that we can, right? You've done all that you can do. You really, you've done everything that you know how to do. And then, let's say that point uh, is, is here. All right, that's that point. That point is there. But what fear tries to do is take you beyond that point. And once you step over into this area here, if you're, if you're operating in the kingdom of darkness, you're going to experience fear, worry. And you're going to worry and be fearful and doubt. That's a terrible B. But you got what I'm saying. Trying to get, trying to fill in the gap between you and your blessing. Right? Or you can fill this in, stay where you are, and let the kingdom of God bring those things to you, add them to you. Because there is a point when you've done all that you can do, and, I mean, you've done it. You've talked, you've complained or whatever you had to do. You've been to school, you have done this, you have done that, you've studied, you have, you have prayed, you have saved, you have done, you've gone as far as you can go. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now the problem is when we go, try to go further than that. And you know when you've gone further than that, and if you operate in the kingdom of darkness, because there is all the worry that comes in. And you're going to continue to worry and worry and worry and be fearful and be fearful. What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? You're trying to fill in the gap with worry and fear. And that's all it does. Remember, and we're going to see this in the word of God. As a matter of fact, let's look at um, Matthew 6. Matthew 6, verse 27. You live in translation. The Lord asks this question. And we're going to go back into Matthew 6. But the Lord says here, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Worry is unproductive. How many of you realize that now? Worry is unproductive. You can worry yourself sick. It doesn't do anything. 
All it does is raise your blood pressure. Worry, now worry does different things with different people. It can make you angry too. It can make you hateful when you worry. It can make you want to say, leave me alone. I don't want to deal with nobody today. It can make you want to stay in the bed, not want to get out of bed. It can make you not even want to eat. It can make you hurt the people you love the most. You'll speak out against them. You'll lash out against them. You won't really mean it. Not inside. You wish that you hadn't said it. But that's what we're trying to do. When we're trying to go past that point, trying to go past the point, trying to get closer to it by using the kingdom of darkness, worry, fear, doubt. How about stress? All that you're trying to trying to get something, trying to get something, trying to cross the void, trying to cross the gap between you and what you want. Maybe this also is how you expect someone else to be, how someone else to act. You say, look, I done told you. I have done this for you and you still won't do right. You know how they should be. So what do you do in the middle? We worry about it. We frustrate stress out about it and all that, all of that, you're operating actually in uh, the kingdom of darkness. Kingdom of light, kingdom of God, you do all you can do, and then you begin to, you begin to receive. You begin to praise. You begin to thank. See, you don't find this being thankful you don't find that down there in the kingdom of darkness. You say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that things are working out right now. Father, I thank you that I've got the money. I thank you I've gotten the job. Lord, I thank you my children are coming home right now. Lord, I give you praise because you said it in your word. And I know that you're a God of your word and that you cannot lie. So I give you praise and I give you thanks and I'm going to praise you until my miracle manifests. I thank you, Lord God, uh, for what you're doing. I, I may not be able to walk right now, but Lord, I thank you right now. I see myself walking. I see myself leaping. I see myself jumping. I see my marriage coming back together. I see things coming back together. I see you restoring my life. I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And when you're operating in the kingdom of light, what? What's happening? You're receiving strength. As you wait upon the Lord, Isaiah says, right? You're renewing your strength. Now, that's a choice you're going to have to make. When you're waiting on the promises to come to pass, when you've done all that you can do, you've cried all you can cry, you've, you've said all you can say, at that point you'll have to make a decision. Are you going to fill in that gap with worry or are you going to fill it in with praise? Are you going to fill in that gap with fear and doubt and stress yourself out and be angry and hateful to people and lose sleep and all of that? You're going to do that? Or you're going to fill in that gap with praise and thanks and sing the Lord a song. From the midst of your hail, Lord, I'm going to sing to you and I'm going to praise you because you're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. And in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the confusion, I will sing to you because you're faithful, Father. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. 
You got a choice which kingdom you will serve in. You got a choice. Now, everybody will have this type of experience. Everybody will have an opportunity to decide which kingdom you're going to serve, which kingdom you're going to serve in. You may have an opportunity this week. Or you may have to make that decision right now. Let me speak to Bree. Bree, I have to make that decision quite often. When I go to KFC, they ask me if I want white or dark meat. <laughs> it's not quite the same thing, but you understand what I'm saying, right? I don't want to go dark. You can either go dark, and people that know you best know if you've gone dark or if you've gone light. You see your neighbor, you know they're in the word of God, encourage them, tell them, don't go dark. Stay in the light. Tell your neighbor that, tell them, don't go dark. Stay in the light. Because as long as you stay in the light, you're going to receive strength. There's hope in the light. There is there's peace in the light. There's joy in the light. You don't have it yet, but you know the Lord is faithful, and you're, and you're going to have it. Praise the Lord. It may, may not manifest it right there, but you know God is faithful. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And I'm not going to be overcome by worry. Somebody say with me, no more worry. You got to be sick and tired of, of worrying all the time. Hallelujah not going dark anymore. I'm going to stay in the light. I'm going to stay in the light. Praise Jesus. I pray you got that. Did you get that? All right. Come on, Minister Todd. Go ahead and drag this away so that he's going to come and drag that away. Let's give him a hand. Go ahead and wave. Go ahead. Okay. Well, he'll, he'll wave when he gets back. His mother and family watches uh, the broadcast, so He's taking that away. And uh, go ahead and wave to your mama, Todd. Go ahead and wave. <laughs> this is a family broadcast here, everybody. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. All right. So he's forever a part of that video now, isn't he? <laughs> praise the Lord. But you have a choice once again of what kingdom to walk in. Even though you're born of God, and we talked about that in last week, if you're born again, you are part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. But the Father offers you the opportunity. You can be a part of the kingdom of light and still walk in darkness. You can have Jesus, and still your life is full of worry and negativity and all these things until you decide to walk in light. Until you decide to walk in the spirit. Now, as we said earlier, the Lord will give you finances. He will give you wealth through the kingdom of God. Now, we're flipping and going to a lot of places, but you got to hear all this. He will give you the opportunity to get, the, get wealth in the midst of a global pandemic, in the midst of global calamity, Hear this, please. In the midst of global unrest and global scarcity, he will give his people wealth. 
because his system is not built upon this system. He still knows how to provide for his people. Are you hearing? When God gives you a blessing, he will add no sorrow with it. Let's look at that. Let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, verse 22. Look at this. Proverbs 10, verse 22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it what? It maketh rich and does what? Addeth no sorrow with it. Now, why did God give you this? Why is he going to give you the wealth? For you to buy another pair of shoes? Don't hate me, ladies. Although it's part, I don't care, have many shoes you want. You have what you hear what I'm saying? But that's not the purpose of this. I'm sure there's grace for that. Buy your shoes. Let's look at Deuteronomy. Let's look at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, Deuteronomy 8. Let's look at verse 18 and 19. The Lord says here, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Verse 19, And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods. See, you know him, but yet still we're walking under other gods, walking, trying to serve other gods, walking after them. The Bible says again, and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. Can't help but perish. Now, I'm grateful that you're born again. I'm grateful that you're saved. Now, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're going to go to heaven. But why live in hell and then go to heaven? When that is not God's plan for your life. Remember, he said, and we'll look at this shortly or further on, maybe not today, but Jesus said in, in Matthew 6 chapter, he told us to pray that Lord's prayer, which is the kingly prayer, the disciples' prayer, the model prayer. He said, pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? In earth, in us, as it is where? In heaven. So it's the Father's desire for heaven to be brought to earth. Hallelujah. It's the Father's desire for heaven to be brought everywhere you go, for you to bring heaven, the atmosphere of heaven, with you everywhere you go. Now, now look at, uh, let's look at another one. Let's look at um, 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6. Let me show you some things here. 1 Timothy 6 says this, as we're talking also about the money part of this. 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, verse number 6, it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. You know how much a blessing that is? Or you will know it, or you do know it, or you will know it, how a blessing it is to have money and not need it. Have resources and not need it. Doesn't control you. You got it? Yeah, I got it. It doesn't control you. It doesn't own you. You're able to release it. Whenever the father says release it, you realize it is his. You realize you are steward of it. You have it, but it doesn't have you. You're not hoarding it. You're not trying to, you're not trying to do all these things. You have it, but it doesn't control you. You're content. Content. 
You're not trying to go after the newest fangled thing. You know, I have a phone. As long as my phone works, I don't plan to get another phone. Now, sooner or later, the manufacturer may try to download a bomb that's going to blow it up. I think that's what happens. But that's just my personal thought. You know, <laughs> he's never going to get rid of this phone, Gwen. Text, blow his phone up. All of a sudden, my phone don't work. Now I got to go buy a new phone. I cover my phone in the blood of Jesus. No malware. And I'm going to ride it until the tires wear off. But if the need arises, well, I need a phone to do something else, then I'll go get something else. Got me? All right. He says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Verse 7. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Somebody say amen. Amen. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. That's a blessing. Hallelujah. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't want more in life. You should want nice things. It's all right to have nice things. It should, you should want to progress in life. But again, if, you, if your life gets to the point where you don't feel complete without having the newest this or the newest that, something is wrong. Got me? Look at verse number nine. He says here, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and and hurtful lusts, which drawn uh, men into destruction and perdition. Look at verse 10 for the help me love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they chase after it. What happens? They have erred from the faith and the devil pierced them through. No, no. What does it say? It says they what? Pierced themselves through with many sorrows, self-inflicted wounds, trying to run after money. But again, being a citizen of the kingdom of God, you don't run after wealth. Wealth runs after you. It's added to you. So you understand that getting praying for promotion is not about you. It's about God giving you more favor on the job and more influence on the job so that you can affect others. You'll have a greater voice and influence to talk to other people that are on this job. Hallelujah. You understand that a car, fancy car, is is not for you so that you'll have status and so that everybody will like you and think that you're some great thing. No, it's just that the world, when the world sees something nice, they tend to come up. Ooh, what a nice car. And while they're admiring your car, you say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. How did you get this? Well, I became saved. I gave Jesus Christ my life. Hallelujah. And I began to operate in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. When they look at your relationship and say, oh, wow, you and your wife or you and your your spouse, you're you're so happy together. How is that when my relationship is broke, busted, and disgusted? How is that? Well, let me tell you about Jesus. He will give you wealth. He will give you prosperity so that you may be a light to those that are so miserable all around you. You got me? So he's not giving it to you just so that you'll 
have it, there's a purpose to it. Now understand something. As scripture says, we brought nothing in this world. We're going to take nothing out. Amen. We're only here for a little while. Hallelujah. Whether a little while is 100 years, whether it is 90 years or whatever it is. We're only here for a little while. Only here for a little while to make an impact. And what you do now in this time will affect your eternity. Our focus is on our kingdom assignment. Why did God put you here? Why are you still alive? Why didn't he allow the devil to kill you in that car accident? Why didn't you die from coronavirus? The enemy tried to kill you so many times. Why are you still alive? I guarantee you it's not to buy the next gadget. You got what I'm saying to you? You have a kingdom assignment and your entire life is to be built around doing the father's will in this earth. Got me? Let's look at verse number 11. It says, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after what? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, Patience, meekness. Amen. Now, as we begin to close in just a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to Mark, Mark, the first chapter, Mark, first chapter. We were here on last week. I want to get you this. We're going to get to a good stopping point. I, I cannot say that I, I want to let you go because I don't. All I can say, just pray for it, brother. Those of you that are watching and listening now, you're free to pause anytime you want to. Pray for those that are here live today. Mark the first chapter, verse number 14 and 15. Listen to this. After, now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom of God. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, verse number 15. He said, hear what? And saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. What? Repent. Repent ye and what? Believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. Say, repent, repent. And, believe. and believe. Repent, repent. And, believe. and believe. All right, repent and believe. This is how we're going to operate in the kingdom of God. Now, Repent simply meaning to change direction, change your mind, change your thinking, change your thinking. Because, again, we've grown up under the kingdom of darkness. We've grown up under that trying to think a certain way. Somebody hits you, you better hit them back. You better get them before they get you. We've grown up with all of that thing. You want money, you give it. You don't give it away. What's wrong with you? We've grown up under this earth-cursed system. Now, here's another indicator of whether you're operating in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. If you say, I don't have time to pray, you've gone dark. If you say, you know what, I'm too tired to pray. I'm too tired to get with God. You've gone dark. If you say, I don't have enough money to give to the church, to give to God, you've gone dark. The enemy's after your money, your time, and after your energy. And if we say, I don't have it to give to God, then there's only one other place that you've given it to already. 
If you're not eating at home, that's what mama used to say. Children come in the house after the street lights come on. Come on and eat. Mom, we're not hungry. Well, whose table are you eating from? Because we know you're hungry. Are you hearing? So if you've eaten somewhere else, and now you're full with the world stuff, and then it's time to come to church and hear the gospel, hear the gospel of the kingdom. How long you got, Pastor? You got me? So it's which kingdom we're going to operate in. Which kingdom we're going to operate in. The Bible says in, in, in Luke 17, we won't get it, but it says the kingdom of God, Luke 17, verse 21, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's, with at, it's, it's within your reach. Now let's go to uh, Matthew 6 once again. Matthew 6. Matthew 6, verse 24 through 34. We'll look at uh, probably one verse, and then we're going we're gonna to see. Again, you choose which kingdom you're going to serve in. It's not as just simple as it's not as just simple as saying, "Well, I'm going to stay in the light," because when you stay in the light, darkness will try to pull you back. Because remember, all of your life we have been taught the kingdom of darkness. That's why Jesus says, "Repent." Now it's time to turn that mind. It's time to change your thinking and that is not a light switch sort of thing it's a day-to-day process of changing your thinking you're gonna have to pray God help me to think as it relates to the kingdom of God help me to flip it because we have been reacting in darkness when there comes a gap time when I'm praying for something and I don't see it we tend to go right dark, right to darkness. It's not there, we don't have it. We tend to worry. That's just in us. We tend to worry, we tend to fear, we tend to stress out. We don't tend automatically to praise God. No, that's the matured believer. That's someone who's made a decision. And every day you're gonna have to make a choice. When worry presents itself, you're gonna have to say, talk to the hand. I'm not listening. I will not listen to you. I will not. I will praise God. I will worship him. I will honor him because my father is faithful. Understand something. Praise, praise, or rather worry will cost you, can cost you everything. And praise will give you everything. Okay? After you've done all you can do. Now, if you can do more, then do it. If you can't do any more, then stop and make a decision. Got me? Matthew 6, Matthew 6, verse 24, the Lord breaks it down here. He says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is the system of this world, the kingdom of darkness in this world. You cannot serve God and serve Mammon. You cannot serve in the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. You can't do both at the same time. So you're gonna when you come to that crossroad, when you come to that why, once again, when you get an opportunity to worry about something, now I'm not prophesying, but it's probably gonna happen. Just like the chapter six thing. (laughs) 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You're going to get an opportunity for something. And when you stand at that crossroad, I pray it comes to your mind, right? The Spirit of God brings it back to your attention. Are you going to go light or will you go dark? Because there comes a point, if you can do something, then do it. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. If you can do it, then do it. But if you can't do anything, you know you've done all you can do. That's the crossroad. Now, what are you going to do? You're going to continue to go the way you have gone? You've done that before. You worried yourself silly before. You've done all that. You've done all that before. You know that that road doesn't lead anywhere. When you stand there, then make the decision. Lord, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to have faith in you. I will believe in what you say to me. Start declaring his word. Start singing praise unto him. Got me? Because you can't serve both. That's what this verse says. You cannot serve in both places. Let's go on a little bit further and we're going to stop here. If we go to Matthew, that, now that was Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse 24. If we go all the way back to Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse number one, Jesus brings, he talks about all these principles and we'll go over them quickly because you have a copy of your Bible too. You can read it later. Verse number one says, take heed that, that ye do not your alms before men uh, to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. What is he saying? You can go when you start giving, you can give either in the light or you can give in the dark. Give either in the kingdom. If you're giving to be seen of people, you've gone dark. Verse two says, therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. They have gone dark. They're trying to get something through their own efforts. Got me? Can you see that? Verse number three. But when thou doest, doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in what? Secret. That thy father which seeth where? In secret. Himself shall reward thee openly. Do you see that? That's doing it in the light. You're not trying to get somebody to like you or to celebrate you because you did something. You gave it in secret. Look at verse number five. He says, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the, and in the corners of the streets that they may be, what? Seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. Now, I pray that everybody has a closet you can go into. A, either a physical closet or just a time when you can just get by yourself, shut the door. Maybe your car, maybe your favorite chair in your living room. But when you can get by yourself, shut away from everybody else. All distractions. It's just you and Father. Lord says, but when you pray, remember the going dark, you, get, you got to make sure you pray in front of a lot of people so they can say how holy you are and how spiritual you are. He said, but when you pray, go be by yourself. He says, go in your closet and shut thy door. Shut the door. He says, and when thou shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, 
There's the word secret again. And thy father which seeth where in secret shall do what? Reward thee openly. You've gone light there. Right? Look at verse 7. But when, uh, but when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Just keep saying the same words repetitive over and over and over and over. That's how they think they're going to be heard because they keep saying the same prayer over and over and over and over and over and over. And Jesus said, uh-uh. Verse 8. He said, be not ye therefore like unto them. Why? Because your father knoweth what things you have need of when? Before you ask him. Now make special note of that, verse 8, because you're going to see that again. God already knows what you have need of, but yet and still he wants you to ask. He wants you to seek. He wants you to knock. He already knows it. You're so because he already knows, you don't have to have a big buildup. Lord, you know about this and that and the other and spend 20 or 30 minutes trying to tell him about something, trying to tell him what happened. He said, look, I was there when it happened. I already know. But he wants you to ask and once you've asked or sought him for this thing, let it rest. Because the rest of your prayer time will be spent in pursuing the Father's will. Let me say this in closing today. Jesus gave us a tremendous opportunity. Tremendous opportunity. He gave you a blank check. Blank check. He said in, in, in Mark 11 chapter, I believe Mark eleven twenty four. 24. He says, whatsoever you desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. We can spend our whole prayer time asking for gold and silver and all this other stuff, all this temporal stuff. But why not use that blank check on, Lord, I pray that I receive a more intimate relationship with you. That I can hear your voice more effectively. You said, whatever I desire, when I pray, if I believe I receive, I shall have it. Then, Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing to lay hands on other people that they may, that they may recover. I pray that, that you would use me greatly. You said whatever, right? So I pray that I will walk before you in holiness and godliness and in truth. I pray that your will is done in my life. He gave you this tremendous opportunity to ask whatever you will. And we keep asking for silly stuff. Stuff that really will, after a while, won't even matter. All of us have gone through hard times and terrible times. Times that we thought would never end. Some horrible things have happened to us. And while we were there, we thought that we would never get through it. But you did get through it. I'm grateful that you did. What I'm telling you is that when hard things come, take a moment and ask the Father. But let the bulk of your time being welcomed, use the bulk of your time welcoming his presence into your life. Because where light is, darkness can't survive. Where Jesus is, the devil can't be around. If you're walking in divine health, sickness can't abide. Spend the bulk of your time asking him to fill your life. Asking him to make you more like him. Yes, ask the Lord for the things that you need. 
But remember, he already knows what you have need of before you ask him. So don't spend the majority of your time there. Spend the majority of your prayer time asking him to make you more like him. Father, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, we pray that the words that you've spoken, every word that you've spoken by your spirit would continue to resound in our heart. And that as, as we get to the point, Lord, where we stand at the crossroads again, Lord, I pray that you would bring this word up back before your people and that we will make the decision to go into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of God, and not go back down the road into the darkness. And Father, I pray that as we make that decision to do that, Lord, you'll even set up ambushes for the enemy. And Lord, I pray for a speedy return or a speedy manifestation of that blessing. Lord, Lord, as we put our faith and trust in you, I thank you, Lord, that you give us the grace to, to even wait as long as we need to wait. And in that process, you're building us, you're encouraging us, you're strengthening us so that we'll be lacking nothing. We thank you, Lord, for what you've given us today. We thank you for your awesome presence. And last, Lord, I declare your blessing upon your people. Father, I declare that they're blessed going in and blessed going out. I declare that they're the head and not the tail, and above only and not beneath. Lord, I decree and declare favor upon their lives. Let the favor of the Lord be upon them, the favor of God that enwraps them like a shield. Lord, I declare your words over them as written in the book of Psalms, Psalm 91, that no evil shall befall them, neither shall any plague come nigh their dwelling. For you have given your angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways. They shall bear them up in their hands, lest they dash their feet against a stone. And Lord, I declare even in the last part of that Psalm that with long life will you satisfy your people and show them your salvation. So, Lord, I declare that and decree that long life will you satisfy them and show them your salvation. Father, I call them kings. I call them priests. I call them blessed, prosperous, wealthy, and healthy that we may establish your covenant in the earth today. We love you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Let everyone that received that say amen, 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 amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.